Okay, so today, got a very, very short message. Well, actually, let me not, let me not even say that because <laughs> never know how long it goes, right? But I've got a message for you guys to share. Um, I feel God has placed on my heart this morning um, to be able to share with you. Throughout the entire past month, right, we've gone through the Word and talked more about the Holy Spirit. And last week, as you guys will recall, we talked about the fruit of the Spirit, right? And prior to that, we had talked about the gifts of the Spirit. And before that, we talked about the Holy Spirit himself. And before that, we talked about the Trinity. So as you guys can see, we're building upon these building blocks, right? Um, the Trinity, the Holy Spirit in particular, um, what the Holy Spirit's purpose is and what he does, the gifts of the Spirit that he gives, the gifts that we went through, the interpretation of tongues, speaking of tongues, discernment of spirits, healing, faith, miracles, wisdom, knowledge, prophecy, all those things, and many more, right? Not just excluded to those, um, how the Holy Spirit does that. And then we also talked about how in order for us to be able to preserve these gifts, right, um, or even go deeper in, in, in even go deeper in, into God, right, there are certain fruit of the Spirit that we must display. And that's what we talked about last week, and we brought up the fruit of the Spirit, which was, you know, um, gentleness, kindness, all those things, right? That we brought up and made sure that we went through. So we had talked about, you know, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And we broke down all of that last week, which was fun. Now, today, what I want to say is and explain to you what the point of all of this is. We had said in the past from... 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 2. Now the point of the gifts, the point of all of this is love, right? But then, what does love really mean? And that's what I want us to get into today. Or what are the layers of love in order for us to get there, right? So with that, let us pray. And we're going to prayerfully study um first peeps prayerfully study second peter chapter one verse um one to fifteen so you guys turn over there while i pray us in to this message for today okay let us pray heavenly father thank you so much for today god i ask that you be with us um help me be able to share your word with your people for them to understand the layers of love and for what it means to be able to get there um Dear God, I pray that this message will make sense to your children, uh, that they will understand it and see love in a deeper way and, and, and understand it more. So, Lord, we thank you for that. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. So, like I had said, guys, um, in Corinthians, we see 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 2. Sorry, I went to the wrong one. First Corinthians chapter 13, verse 2 teaches us. And if I have prophetic powers, sorry, if I speak in tongues of men and angels, but I have not love, I'm a noisy gong or clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith so to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. Right? So... Love is the point of all these things. But what is love? Right? So, 
Would someone like to read for us Second uh, Peter chapter 1, verse 1 to 15 today? Somebody should be there by now. I'm in the ESV version, English Standard Version. Don't all go at once, y'all. <laughs> Who would like to read for us today, guys? Said Second Peter, chapter one. Yeah, Second Peter, chapter one, verse one to fifteen. Who would like to read for us, guys? I'll read. Thank you, Kezia. Okay. Um, this letter is from Simon, Peter, a slave and apostle of Jesus Christ. I'm writing to you who share the same precious faith we have. This faith was given to you because of the justice and fairness of Jesus Christ, our God and Savior. May God give you more and more grace and peace as you grow in your knowledge of God in jesus our lord by his divine power god has given us everything we need for living a godly life we have received all of this by coming to know him the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence and because of his glory and excellence he has given us great and precious promises these are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires in view of all this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with the generous provision of moral excellence and moral excellence with knowledge and knowledge with self-control and self-control with patient endurance and patient endurance with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love for everyone. The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted or blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their old sins. So dear brothers and sisters, work hard to prove that you really are among those God has called and chosen. Do these things and you will never fall away. Then God will give you a grand entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Therefore, I will always remind you about these things, even though you already know them and are standing firm in the truth you have been taught. And it is only right that I should keep on reminding you as long as I live. For our Lord Jesus Christ has shown me that I must soon leave this earthly life. So I will work hard to make sure you always remember these things after I am gone. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. God bless you for reading and volunteering. Um, so, all of this, when I came, I first came upon this um, section here a couple years back when I was doing a Bible study with a friend and we really honed in on this area and we said, man, there's a lot that, that needs to get to love, right? We defined love some time ago, I share with you guys time and time again, as doing whatever is necessary so that the glory of God will be made known in your life. 
Love is doing whatever is necessary so that God's glory will be made known in your life. However, and we said that that love is the purpose of the gifts of the Spirit, right? So follow me here, right? We talked about the gifts of the Spirit. We talked about the fruit of the Spirit. Um, and love is one of the fruit of the Spirit from last time that we, that we discussed. But we didn't really dig too much into it, right? The reason why love is so difficult at times is because there's so much that has to be layered into it, right? That goes under it. And for that, I'm going to share my screen with you guys so you guys can see. Um, let me know if you guys can't see, okay? So I'm going to share my screen. I guess this computer sound thing too. You guys see my screen? Yes. Yep. All right. Perfect. So here's another diagram. I know we've been doing diagrams for weeks. I hope it's been helping. We've got a bunch of them now. We had a cake diagram before. We had a whole little... You guys already know. So here's another one. Here's the last one, okay? I don't have too many of them. So what we read through from the verses um, 5 all the way down to verse 9, which I, and I'll say that again really quickly. He said, For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue, and virtue with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with steadfastness, and steadfastness with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love, ultimately down here. So when we put all that together, the way we see it in our heads is that we go from faith to love. So today's discussion is how we get from faith to love as we see that these are steps and building blocks right that we then end up getting to that ultimately here in love and this love being the real reason why we even use and or even need the gifts at all right so i hope this is all making sense to you guys stop me if it's not okay because i want you guys to be able to get this so we're going to define all these things here and i'm going to need a little bit of help from you guys so i want a little bit of participation okay because it's not as fun if I'm just telling you each of these things. So would somebody be able to help me define what faith is? When you guys think of faith, what does that mean to you? I think faith is like you have confidence <laughs> or like someone mm -hmm. or like a possibility. Yep, thank you for that. He said, faith is when you have confidence in something that you can't see or someone, right? Because it says, you know, and I think it, it said that in, in, in Hebrew. So you're exactly right, right? For who hopes for, for what he sees, right? But we hope for what we do not see, right? So, yeah, having that faith. Do we have faith in Jesus Christ, first of all? So are we centered in Christ? The reason why people say first love God and then you love Love the Lord your God, right? And then love your neighbor is because you need faith, first of all, to even get, to even start the process of getting to the type of love that we're talking about here. Because how can you truly lay every single thing down? How can you lay down your life and do whatever is necessary for God's glory to be made known if you don't even have faith in him to begin with? So that is why faith is at the core of all of this. That's why we need faith in God in order to even be able to love on people, right? So, 
Let me zoom in a little bit more here. Hopefully this helps. So that faith is a step one. Okay? And then it's saying that, oh, wait, we need a little bit more. This doesn't mean that faith, you know, is, is lacking or anything like that. But Peter is showing us here within these verses that, yo, there's a battle here going on, right? And this battle here is for us to be able to get away from our sinful nature. So in order for us to get from our sinful nature, yes, we need the faith, but we also need the virtue. Because you can have faith in God and then still act a fool. Right? You can have faith in God and but then still act improper. So virtue of or another another some other versions will say high moral standards are key. Right? What are your morals? Are you somebody who if you saw somebody cheating on a test, you're good with it? If you yourself were you comfortable cheating on a test? Right? Like things that you guys know God abhors and things that you guys know that God delights in, right? What are your virtues? Um, and you're saying that those high morals that you have, do they accompany with faith? High morals, guys, is seen as a joke in our in, in our society today because everybody has lowered their standards because people just say, oh, that's just what people are like. As you guys grow older, maybe you guys, some of you guys are even at that age now, um, where you may have been in some relationships or not in or just with friends or in romantic relationships but you and you may have developed a certain way about certain people right so in some cases people say that oh hey all men are the same or all women are the same so because of that this is what i expect so i don't expect much but you should have an expectation of godliness from that person right god is saying that have that high moral standard um, to be able to display that love that you need for others. When you have high morals, right, and you see somebody messing up, you are going to be able to show that love to them by telling them that, hey, I think you got to straighten up, you know, because I love you and I want you to be able to go the right way. Now, on top of that, virtue, we go from virtue, we say, hey, next thing is knowledge. So supplement. Supplement is like, you guys know when you got when you guys have vitamins, right? So you take a vitamin as an like you have your regular food, but then you take your vitamins in order to kind of add more to it, right? Or sometimes some of us, we go outside. Um, we we may not get outside as much, especially during these, uh, especially during these winter times, right? So we don't get much sunlight. So you take different pills and stuff like that to kind of help you be able to add to that's called a supplement right so you're supplementing to these things so you're adding it's not that faith is not is not there this is not saying you don't have faith and it's not saying you don't have virtue but it's saying add to it okay so add to that faith knowledge okay um knowledge in the word of god like we say this all the time know that jesus christ died for you and he rose right on the third day um know all these things and come to a knowledge of jesus if you don't know God, how can you be able to know that you're having the right morals? People who don't know Jesus, there are some people who don't know who Jesus, they have perfectly good morals, right? They don't kill people, They hopefully, right? They don't steal, they don't do any of those things. So God is saying that, yes, you do these things, but are you centering it with the right, with the, with the correct knowledge, right? And that knowledge of Jesus Christ is what we need in order to be able to have the right virtues, have the right morals.
Okay. So then from knowledge, it goes on to self-control. It says supplement your knowledge with self-control. Guys, this is probably the biggest part, right? At your age, even at my age, like self-control is one that comes with time. However, it's one that we need to be able to get a grasp on. Because if we don't have self-control, we can easily fall into sin. If we don't have self-control, we can easily get angry with somebody. We can easily mess up and get off the path that God had ordained for us to begin with. Right? So, have that self-control. Because if you don't have self-control, you're going to blow up. (laughs) Right? And you're going to do something that's going to be offensive to your body or do something that's going to be offensive to God. Do something that's going to be offensive to somebody else. Right? And one thing that I always think about self-control, guys, is that at times there are, you know, and I was thinking about this the other day, that there are easy days and there are hard days. And there are some days that are even harder. However, each and every single day, is, be- is beautifully and wonderfully made and is a day that the Lord has made. So for that reason, we must have the self-control to sit at God's feet and dig deep and realize the beautiful thing that he has for just that particular day, just that particular moment. Okay? So when you supplement your faith with self-control, it helps you be able to resist Right, resist temptation, resist the enemy. Okay, and I know that this this is really hard, and even steadfastness here, which is which is patience, especially during this time while where we're all at home dealing with a pandemic, it's hard to get out. Sometimes it's hard to see other people. However, I want you guys to know that whatever stage you're at, you may be you know an optimistic stage, self control. So you start with optimism, then you go on to to being a little weary. And then you just collapse, right? Whichever stage you are right now, know that God has got you and you're not doing these things by yourself. Like we said, even patience, the steadfastness is a fruit of the spirit. Okay? It is a fruit of the spirit. So be patient in whatever it is that is going on. Let us be patient together in this time of the pandemic. I'm so glad that you guys on your own accord, decide to keep coming back time and time again to join us here. It is nobody's forcing you, your, nobody's, your parents aren't forcing you, I hope not, um, to be here. But you guys have been patient with us to join here and for us to gather as a body of believers. And I think that's just such a wonderful thing. And it, and it, and it says to the testament of, of what God is doing in your lives, right? So have that patience and know that God is going to reward you for every single thing that you do here on earth and in heaven as well that's what the bible says not me this is not some prosperity preaching all right so from steadfastness then you need that patience right be steadfast be patient um what do you what is a good way to to be patient when you're waiting right when you're waiting somebody who waits they serve Okay, so in your time of waiting, right, serve the Lord with with all your heart and your capacity and the things that you can do, right? Use that time to serve God, okay? So, then from there, you move on over to godliness. Godliness 
is sorry give me one second then you move on over to godliness godliness so i'm getting all these pings here like i said you move on over to godliness and godliness is pretty much how do you display the image of Christ to others, right? How do you display the image of the Lord to others? Like, do you show kindness to people, right? Think about God and his nature, right? What, what, what nature of God do you express? So having that level and that right layer of godliness to supplement the faith is so, so, so important, okay? Now, this next one is, is, is an interesting one. Who wants to take a crack at what brotherly affection might mean? Who wants to take a crack? Brotherly affection. What does that mean? Loving one another. Love, yeah. Yeah, loving one another. Yeah. But I guess you know. I think it's like. Yes, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Um, I think it's like love as well, but maybe more like the, like the outward show rather than like because like other times love is like, um, like I guess what you're willing to do for a person, like being able to help them when like they fall. But I guess like maybe the smaller things is the brother affection. Like the more things you do, is like I don't know how to explain it, but like yeah, but love is. Yeah. Sorry, can you say that again, Akira? Yeah, um, I was going to say, like, the same thing as love, like, showing, um, I guess showing affection, like, how you would to, like, your siblings or, like, somebody who's, like, your kin, like, mm -hmm. showing that to people who are outside of your family, too. Yeah, definitely. I agree with you on that. So having that brotherly affection, right? So that um love that we're supposed to display to other people like do, do do you see when you see your neighbor do you see them as hey this is my brother here this is my sister here so i i ought to care for them in such manner do we see that right the city of philadelphia um is also known as the anybody what knows what philadelphia is also known as it's got a city. It's like the city yeah. of blah, blah. The city of blah. City of brotherly love. Exactly. Philadelphia is the city of brotherly love because of that term, Philadelphia, right? So, philos, right? Brotherly love, brotherly affection, okay? We are to have this to supplement the faith. So, supplement godliness with brotherly affection. And this is so key because if godliness... Is supposed to be supplemented by brotherly affection, right? That means that we, we must have the right type of brotherly affection. Like, we need to be able to share God's love with people in a real way, right? Not just whichever way that we desire to, but in the way that God has called us to. Amen? So... Once we have all of this, sorry, let me share my screen again. I was getting a bunch of pings earlier from work. Um, oh, it's not letting me share my screen. 
Oh, here it is. Okay. So once we have that brotherly affection, guys, then we finally get to the last part here, which is love. And love, as we've defined, as doing whatever is necessary so that God's glory will be made known in your life and through your life and to others. So you can see how hard this is, right? To get all the way from faith, all the way from love, we must have faith, supplement it with virtue, supplement that with knowledge, supplement it with self-control, steadfastness, godliness, brotherly affection, and then get to love. It's not easy, right? Which is why we see so much trouble and why we see so much chaos in the world because it's hard to love other people when we don't love God. It's hard to love other people when we don't love God. It's hard to, to display the way that there's, a, there, there's an order to things and there's a way that God has called us to love other people. And it's hard to do those things when we don't even have faith in God to begin with, guys. So you see in here, this diagram that we see that Peter explains to us within Second Peter chapters 1, verse 1 to 15, that faith is so, so, so important. If you don't have faith in God, if you don't believe that God died for your sins, how can you expect to go love somebody? You can you can love them in the way that, you know, we we define love in 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 today's age. Right? Which is hey, some romantic affection, some some brotherly love, right? That I care for this person so long as they don't get in my way. Right? Um that you show romance or what are those things and yes those things are important but they must be oriented in the right way and that the right way to orient these things the right love that we must display to people is will god's glory be made known by this love and guys i tell you sometimes love can be so so hard because it may mean giving something up it may mean giving something up it's easy to love when you're getting something. It's easy. Human beings, that's what we desire, right? But it is hard to love when that love, when doing whatever is necessary that God's glory may, will be made known, means that you have to give something up. When we see the story of Elijah and Elisha, when they, when they were called, right, they dropped everything. <laughs> And they followed God. Elijah dropped everything and followed God. What are you hanging on to so desperately that keeps you from being able to love people the way that God has called you to love them? Beloved, this is a message to us all. This is a message to myself <laughs> as well. And you say that God's glory be made known. Because ultimately, it's, it was never about us. The Bible was never about us. But about a father who loves us so, so, so much that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever shall trust in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. John three sixteen. And that is the crux of all of this, guys. Where is your faith? Where is your love? If you have not faith, you have no love. 
not the type of love that God is expecting you to, to display. So do we love God? I don't know where you are with the Lord in this time, but if you feel as if, you know, you've been asking these questions about who God is and who Jesus is, and you know we've learned about the Holy Spirit, but maybe you forgot about those as well. I want to be able to give you an opportunity, you know, to profess your faith, to, to give your life on to Christ. Or to rededicate your life back to Jesus. Right? Maybe you kind of were walking with the Lord and you kind of fell off a bit during this pandemic season. It's been rough. It's been rough. For some. For some, you're still in that optimism place. Maybe you're thinking 2020, you know, you already wrote it off as a bad year. So maybe 2021 is when it's going to be good. But when we get to 2021, what if it's not good? What if we're also struggling in 2021, in 2022? And it's tough, right? You're thinking, oh, people last year didn't graduate or didn't have graduations. But maybe I'm going to have a graduation. What if that doesn't happen? Right? Will you still have faith in God then? So I want to call you to this point to rededicate yourself to the Lord. If you feel that's where you have fallen off. Or if you need to give your life to Jesus, this is the opportunity. Just confess your, your sins to Jesus, and He's good and willing to forgive you. Because nobody can get to the Father except going through Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, the only way. Not through Buddha, not through Allah, not through Muhammad. Nobody can get to the Father except by going through Jesus Christ. Let me pray with you guys, if you don't mind. Um, for those of you who want to dedicate your life to Jesus, and those who also want to rededicate your life back to Jesus, um, we may have fallen off, but let us pray together in this time, okay? And that God will bring us back. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your message today that you shared with us. If you allowed us to speak to your people, God, for those here who have seen that they want, they, they desire to love people, but they don't have faith in you. They haven't accepted you as their Lord and Savior. They have no salvation. But they're crying out to you today, Lord God, and they're saying that they are ready to follow you. Heavenly Father, please open the door and open the way and receive them. Forgive them of their sins. Cleanse them and let them walk in you and have eternal life. Jesus, for those who have given their lives to you, they said the prayer, but they thought that that was it, and they're still struggling, going through things, let them realize that God, the salvation is a one-time thing, but sanctification is a lifetime process. So Father, Sanctify them through and through. Allow them to rededicate themselves to you, dear God. Cleanse them with the blood of Jesus. Wash away their sins. Expiate and propitiate their sins away, dear God. And let them be able to know that you love them so, so, so much. That they are loved by you. And you expect holiness from them. But you will help them through that process. That if they fall, dear God... When they fall, let them be able to stand a thousand times. Let the righteous who give their, their, their life to you, who put their faith in you, 
Let them be able to stand a thousand times. And a thousand times more if they fall after that. Dear God, please, you who have called your people will not lose a single one. Will not lose a single one. So Father, those who have been called by you, please speak to them. Wake them up and let them know. God, your word says within here, Lord, that we need you. And we believe we need you, dear God. Restore us, renew us, give people here a refreshing joy. Those who yell and cry out to you, dear God, let them feel your presence. Let them know that they are heard by you. As God, many people have been crying out to you for so long. Many feel as if you haven't answered. It's not that we believe you're not there, dear God, but we believe at times that you haven't answered. But God, you truly have answered when we wake up the next day. So when people go to sleep and they wake up the next day, let them realize, dear God, that you have answered. Because you allow them to continue living. And you allow them to continue moving. So God, please help them. Please help us in this time. Help me as well. As I minister to your children here. To be able to just continue sharing your truth. And light with them. Plant a seed within your children, dear God, and let it water and let it grow, that they may be full and in newness of you. Father, thank you for those whom you have saved from today's message, and thank you for those whom you have restored to newness. Get us through the rest of this year, dear God. We put ourselves in your hands. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name we do pray. Of the saints say, Amen.